Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. Xbox 12360. Featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your host, Sean Xbox Wolfman. Welcome to Xbox 12360, everyone. I'm your host. Do I get to say my name like every time and I'm your host and all that? Like everyone knows, right? I think they know. Yeah, they can I tell. I hope they know by now. Yeah. Anyways, I'm your host, John X. Pac Waltman. Your name yeah. is on the show. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're no. at Westwood now, so you never know. People That's right. People tuning in for the first time. Yeah. Like, oh, what's on the Chris Jericho network? I was just Who's about ready Sean to Waltman say X Pac 12360 right here on the Jericho network. Westwood. Right here on Westwood One. That's kind of that sounded. That sounds like when Austin Powers goes, "Allow myself to introduce myself." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Maybe that's how you should start the show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Elimination Chamber, uh, but, um, but um, there's some other cool stuff. We were at SmackDown tapings at Staples Center last night, and we got. Uh, couple of really good interviews the one we're going to uh, have for everyone today is Shelton Benjamin and it, it was really cool it was amazing yeah it was really it was good to talk to Shelton um, about things he's I mean as you'll hear in the interview I, I, I met him the first day he showed up to uh, to well no it was the first time like after they were recruited from University of Minnesota and he uh-huh. and he and Brock were at SummerSlam 99 nice yeah in Minneapolis that was the first time I met those guys. Yeah, and uh, we'll get, you, you know, you'll hear, like, our conversation and, and that, and it's really interesting. It was Jimbo, a really you great were interview. There. It was yeah. amazing. And we had Drew Gulak, too. We we uh, we interviewed. He's going to be, we're going to play that in an in a upcoming episode. But uh, anyways, yeah, in a little while, we're going to have Drew. Uh, Shelton Drew, Benjamin. <laughs> Shelton Benjamin. Uh, but now let's get, like, into uh Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think? I, I, you know what? Like, did you notice that these are just aesthetic things? Like, but I noticed the overhead camera shot with all the, yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It reminds me of looking down on a board game or something. Yeah, yeah. Like sure. a bird's eye view. Yeah. I love the new chamber. I love the way it looks. I yeah, really it's cool, right? It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I really like the ladies. Elimination Chamber match. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Yeah, man. It was a little weird that Mickey James and Alexa Bliss ended up not ever being in the ring together after weeks of like, oh, are you really my friend? Are you not? Mm-hmm. And then Mickey gets eliminated before Alexa's even in the match. But it was a, it was great. I yes. It. Yeah, and I didn't notice that because I don't follow this right. follow it as close as you do. Uh, 
I I will say that Mickey James looked great in the match. Absolutely. Though. Yeah. It, it's it, it's nice to not see her wearing those leg skirts. Yes. <laughs> she kind of had a Wonder Woman. Yeah. No. Yeah. Complete inspired Woman. outfit. Yeah. yeah. It's great. And she looked good in it, and uh, and she looked really good in the match. Mm-hmm. And so did everyone else. Yeah, for sure. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, I think, honestly, the woman's chamber was probably my favorite of the night. I thought that it was very well laid out. And then all the women did such a good job. They utilized the chamber a lot more, I think, than the men, which was really cool to see. Mm -hmm. And then um, one of the things I liked was towards the end when it was the final three girls, uh, Sasha, Bailey, and Alexa. I love the cat and mouse game that they played when Alexa was coming into the the chamber and Mm -hmm. they're chasing her. And then Sasha turns on, well, I guess someone turns on Bailey by kicking her. I just thought this was very well put together. And then Alexa's post-match promo was so good. I was just like dying because I love Alexa. And it was gold, man. For a second, I thought she was turning baby face. And then she comes back and she she fooled me. Uh, It's really cool to be fooled in wrestling. (laughs) Like if if they can fool you, that's awesome. Yeah, it's the best. Yes. The only thing I found weird was you couldn't pin outside in the chamber spots anymore. They changed that that rule. I didn't like that rule. Because then it just makes it like a regular match kind of with a big cage mm-hmm. but i do like the new design of the chamber because they could put it in any venue now yeah. that was the issue with the last chamber it was way too big and there was only a couple venues that could hold it mm-hmm. so but that was the weirdest thing to me like why can't they pin outside of the chamber and there was even a spot i think in the women's match where sasha hit a move on the outside yeah, she, yeah, and she had to roll her in the yeah. ring yeah. to do it but it would have been so much more like oh shit yeah, it was right after the, the, pin the, right twisted, now. the mm-hmm. twisted bliss off the top of the pod. That was insane. Oh, man. With the knees to the face? Yeah. 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 Alexa Bliss definitely earned her money yeah. in the chamber for sure. And what was after that? The tag match, I think. Yeah. The yeah. Cesaro. The bar. And, uh, the no, bar. That was okay. Yes. And Nia versus Oscar, which I thought was That really match awesome. was oh, yeah. amazing. I yeah. I really liked uh, Asuka and, and Nia. That was really good. It was great. Yeah. No, I loved it. It, it, it. it did exactly what it needed to do. And Asuka's just the best in the world. Like, she can tell any story yeah. with anyone at any time. And the people are 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 getting with her. And it it took a couple weeks, I think, more than a couple, for them to start getting with her. Mm-hmm. And I think that was maybe... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you think, Bill? As far as uh, I mean, am I, did you kind of notice that too? Like it just took it took a, like maybe a good month or so for the people to start like getting with Oscar, like they were with her like an NXT. Yeah, I think I think there's always a bit of a disconnect anytime yeah. anyone comes up from NXT, where the people who watch NXT are super familiar with their character inside and out, and know what they do, and know who they are, and know why they like them. Yeah, and. They almost never come up with even vignettes or anything. Like back in the old, back when you were around, you know, they'd show vignettes of someone for a few weeks before they brought. I mean, Oscar got vignettes, but it was just like her mask and like mm-hmm. she's coming. Yes, it, it wasn't anything like the, the the vignettes they're doing for her now, with like the 583 days of dominance and like all these amazing packages of like what she's yep. capable of. Those are great, and maybe that's what she should have gotten before she came up instead of just like an ominous like oh someone's coming Mm -hmm. and it's not she's not someone that looks like Nia Jax where it's like oh this person's coming they're a real badass and you wouldn't know it just to look at Oscar so I I think that there's always that problem of like they just assume 
that people are gonna know who they are from NXT, even though in most cases they end up rebooting their story from what people started to like them in NXT anyway. Like, Bailey was a different character when she was done with NXT than when she started with NXT. Yeah. And they just kind of half-assed, like, oh, here's who she is. She just loves to be here. She's a fan without, like, they give her, like, a soft reboot, kind of. Gotcha. So, so it always takes people to get a little bit of time to get into an NXT call-up. But someone like Asuka, the, the, the majority of the WWE audience hasn't been watching her for two years just mow through everybody. Mm-hmm. So now that they've seen her mow through some people, now they're on board because they're like, yeah. oh, she's something special. Well, I mean, because at first when you hear, like, this undefeated, like, it's almost like, they're talking about this monster heel or baby, however you want to put it, and 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 Oscar's about five foot four, maybe something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, and um, and so it it it's, it takes it takes a little bit yeah. to to go. Okay, yeah, yeah, she is a monster. She's a yeah, she's what I, I mean because I five two. And Naya's, uh, you know, she—I don't know how big she is, but she's like, it's height-wise, she's six footish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. almost as tall as me. Like yeah, we, uh, I have a photo with her in like flats, and she's yeah. almost as tall as I am. And they worked the match really smart. It was—it was how I work matches with bigger guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, uh, even the ending, yeah, Oscar stealing the win, yeah, and Naya like, nope, not gonna happen. I'm gonna show you why I'm the dominant force here. Yeah. And having Alexa watch that yeah. match and be so excited at the end, like, oh, she lost. Oh, yeah, she's going to kick her ass anyway. That was great. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know who brought it up, but Sonya Deville being brought up from NXT and not having so much time down there for fans to uh, like establish that character and get invested in her as an NXT character. Yeah. And then when she gets brought to the main roster, they're like, oh, this isn't as good as it was in NXT. They brought her right up and they're molding her on the main roster so fans are accustomed to seeing her that way yeah. and I thought just her face when she walked in the chamber you could see how happy she was and how hard she's worked to like wow mm-hmm. like I was in the first woman's rumble <laughs> I was in the first woman's chamber how this is like the new generation mm-hmm. in that next step especially for someone like her who's openly gay and an MMA fighter and whoa like, whoa wait a minute she's gay yeah oh man I don't have a chance. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Man, I was, throwing, I was throwing passes left and right. No wonder. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so I think it's, it's just great overall for women, for her, for everyone. It's, it's constantly moving forward, which mm-hmm. is what wrestling needs, especially women's wrestling. Yeah. And as far as like who, what sexuality, like... Like I didn't know one way or another, and like I didn't, I didn't even. Uh, who cares? Right? No, it, but I yeah. think it's just great for it is great. for girls wondering it's or a, struggling. Yeah. They can look up to someone like her and be like, okay, she's open and out, and I could do it too. Yeah, you know? it is. It's, it's I, I love very that. inspiring. Yeah. So, but I thought the chamber match was good. She was really good in that. I oh, mean, yeah. she was. I, I and considering like she wasn't even a big big time into wrestling or anything that before she started in it mm-hmm. uh man she's she's really good she's she's very natural in the ring and like her footwork and timing and and where she you know just awareness of where you are in the ring at all times and it's just it's very impressive 
after Asuka and like, Naya well, was. Well, I want to talk about the, the men's chamber because I think since we're talking about the women's chamber, I feel like the men's chamber, um, I think it had some really good spots. I don't think it was like my all-time favorite men's chamber. I don't know how you guys felt about it. Yeah, it was. It was fine. I liked it. I thought it was really entertaining. It was. It's always fun to watch Braun just like yeah. manhandle people. people. Yeah. I thought it was fun. Like, yeah. The the complaint that everyone had about, or the the complaint that people who had complaints about Elimination Chamber, the the pay per view had, were that the whole thing was really predictable. It was maybe the most predictable thing in a long time. I don't have a problem with that because you know they got to get to WrestleMania somehow and they got to go through the steps. To mm-hmm. tell the story, when you're telling the story, you can't just mix up the middle of the story if that's not the story. Yeah. So uh, no, I thought it was. I thought I thought the whole pay per view was like totally enjoyable. I thought the the main event was a lot of fun. Um, Seth I, Rollins got to look awesome again. Braun I Star thought Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy was pretty fun for what we got. Yeah, I thought sure. so too. I was not a fan of the crowd just not being they cool were during not that match. Into that at all. Like, I love that match. It was really entertaining, especially like when Bray does the, the spider walk and yeah. that's like, yes, everyone clap. This is great. <laughs> and yeah. like, you could hear the fans chanting weird things and doing the beach ball and chanting for beach balls. And it's like, are you not invested? Like, why, why are you not invested in this match? I think it's because of what we've seen from them in the past. You know, it hasn't necessarily been like, oh my God, you know? So I think the fans probably from a start were like, okay, this is just going to be a match, you know, just between between Bray and Matt Hardy. So I guess maybe the the investment wasn't there for everybody because I know this is the, the point where they were doing beach balls, they were chanting Rusev Day. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of like their attention was geared elsewhere. And I kind of feel like the only way that they get really like invested is when Matt Hardy kind of kind of brings out more of like his new character and whatnot. That's when they kind of get more enthralled in all of this. But I kind of felt like yeah, they weren't interested at all. Mm. I get props to Matt Hardy for going with the flow when everyone's trying to do the wave and he got on the second rope and he's about to drop his elbow. He's like, yes. He does the wave. It's like, okay. Like, if you guys aren't going to play along, I'll play with you guys. Uh, (laughs) I think we should gif that out too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Overall, it was a good pay-per-view. Yeah, I thought so. Way to set up for Fastlane? Fast yeah, for Fastlane. Okay. February 11th, I yeah. think? What about... March, uh, March, 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 March. Wrong month. <laughs> I didn't really see Raw. I'm not going to lie. I didn't really see Raw. It was good. The, well, the most talked about thing was the Roman Reigns promo where he actually got Oh, cheered. I did see that. Never mind. That was awesome. Yeah. Even I cheered a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. I did see that. I did see some of it. And yeah. then... Oh, we forgot to talk about Ronda slamming Triple H in yeah, the table. That was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was epic. And Stephanie just like slapping her oh, right across the man. face. That was cool. That was hardcore. What a slap! Let me tell you something. I've been on the on the wrong end of those slaps, and wow, man. Oh, I got to tell you, they are not pleasant. Well, I mean, you could see the red mark yeah. all and, across the right side of yes. her face. Oh yeah. That's that is the hardest slap in in, in wrestling. I've never been I, one like I've never been hit that hard, like in the head by a man or a woman. By Steph? Yeah. When did Steph slap you? Oh, she slapped me, in in uh, in, in the several past. times. Yeah. It's in the ring though, right? Or... Oh yeah. Okay. No, that's she's. Well, she knows how to lay a slap in, man. There was no get. There was no going. Oh, she took it easy on 
Rousey. That was. Well, isn't that like a Vince thing? Like, no, you lay it in. Yeah. Like it has to look like even with the Kevin Owens headbutt. Yeah. Like, no, you you're gonna do this. That's don't, right. Don't make it look cheap. Even when you said you wrestled Shane, you're like, I'm gonna kick you. Oh yeah. Because I don't want it to not look good. Yeah. He's so. like, oh, bring it. He's like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a nice talk with Shane yesterday. It was it was it was it was great. You know, besides getting the interviews and that, um, uh, it was nice to run into da- uh, Glenn Danzig from the Misfits. Yeah, he was there, and uh, he got. To, I saw on Twitter. Did you that, not know he was going to be there? No, <laughs> no, I didn't, because I hadn't talked to him in a couple months. Um, and so it was great seeing him, and he was really. Uh, he wanted to meet the Riot Squad. He's like, is the Riot, the riot Squad here? <laughs> and I, so I saw a picture of, of him with the Riot Squad, with Ruby Riot and something. What's the other girl's name? With the braids? With the dreadlocks? Oh, Sarah Logan. Yeah. Um, and uh, speaking to Ronda Rousey, it was uh, nice to see her and her husband, Travis Brown, uh, pictured right there with, with uh, Lula and I. Lou was so popular. Oh she gosh. was, man. Yeah. She was over. Everyone loved her. Yeah. So, um, God, Travis Brown's one big dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude. And when I met, when I, because I, I, first time I'd met him, and uh, and he's like, oh, we were just watching matches of yours when you were in NWO. I'm like, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. How often do you get that? Like, we were just talking about you. I know, you know, here and there. It's, it's so, when... So when we went yesterday, it was, uh, I, I don't know, maybe because you've been living your life and you don't notice yeah. it. Um, you're, so, okay, let me break down and make it quickly. So we, we get there, we're walking into the the venue, and I don't think, you know, we got, we had guest passes, and you're, you're, you're Sean, so everybody knows you. So you're just walking in, and you kind of give them, like, the nod and the hand, and you're about to say something, and they get it, and then everybody's just ushered through, which was yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> And then we're just like sitting and catering for like three hours, and it's just uh, it's crazy because you see all these people that you've been watching on TV and yeah. stuff like that, like just like doing their thing, but they're like you know, you you know they're human, but they're just you know just it, it was just like being a fly on the wall, yeah, which is kind of crazy. And then when you went to go and get Shelton for the interview, I'm standing outside because there's no TV in there, and I kind of yeah. just want to hear everything. So I'm I saw Shane McMahon pass by, I saw Stephanie pass by, I saw John Cena pass by, and I'm like. Okay, this is this is happening. And then I saw Trinity pass by, and I had interviewed her before, and she's like, "Oh, come to the women's locker room." Yeah. So we go into the women's locker room, and Oscar and Sasha. It was just kind of. It was just. It was a very surreal day to the point that when I got home, I fell asleep. I think before ten o'clock, but I dreamt about the dreams I had. Was like I was always back at catering. Yeah. And it felt like I didn't get sleep at all. It was very. It was a very surreal experience. So I want to say thank you for that experience. I don't think <laughs> you can't even pay for that. Like even if you get like VIP tickets to meet somebody yeah. or whatever, like you can't pay for the, that was, experience. That experience was. It's only and, and and it only could be with you. Like you can't go with anybody else. Oh shucks! It's just it, it's oh, just. Geez. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things. Like everybody, like um, O'Shea Jackson, so who cute um, Ice Cube's son came up to. Like it was just one of those things. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was. There's a picture of us with Shelton in the background. That's the other funny thing. Yeah. When you're taking pictures and catering, and you look, you're like, oh, who's in the background there? Yeah. Like, oh, look at that person. Oh, look at that yeah. person. Hey, man. Man, if anyone looks like their uh, father, it's that guy. Mm-hmm. Seriously. That and Jay Youngblood. 
<laughs> Did you see that tweet of uh, uh, do you, you know Jay Youngblood and the Youngbloods are right? Yeah. Well, like there was a tweet of Ricky Romero, who's their father from back in the Amarillo days, yeah. and it was so crazy how much they looked like each other, hmm. just like he looks like uh, uh, Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Yeah. So I had to throw that Youngblood reference in there. I don't know why. It was it was super cool to see everyone just so happy to see you. Yeah, and I'm like, happy to what, see them. What everyone calls you too, like uh-huh. Randy Orton. Oh, hey, Pac, and then Michael Hayes. Oh, later, kid. You yeah. know, like just the difference. Um, uh, and so Lily sang the big YouTube. YouTube. I mean, she's bigger than just the YouTube. She's done a lot of other oh, really yeah, cool she's stuff. Oh yeah, she's crossed over to yeah. To, and so, like, there's a picture of her and I together. And so, when we were in catering, one of the uh, PR people came up to me and said, "Lily sings over there." And then, then she, and then they explained to me who she was, and uh, um, and that, and she told me the story herself. Uh, she's from Toronto, and uh, Kane and I were doing an appearance somewhere, and I was her favorite. And she waited five hours in line huh. to see me. And then when she got up. Right up, you know, ready to meet me. She fainted, and uh, had, and the ambulance had to come and take her to the hospital. Oh, no. <laughs> At least she's in Toronto. How cool is that? I mean, it's not cool that she fainted. <laughs> she didn't have to pay for that bill. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's funny. But yeah, so, it's, it's just yeah, it was it's just crazy how yeah. people. And then that and, that, and that's the thing too. It's about being human and living your authentic self. I sound like Oprah, but yeah. the fact that you you do that, more people gravitate towards you versus you know you're you you feel some people feel like they've achieved this and now they can like you know walk on water type stuff. It's like you're just you strap. Them some in. people are like some people. That's their deal. Yeah, but that's not. It's not mine. Yeah, the, like I mean, the fact like I, there was one guy I forgot who like, he was sitting across the table, but you had like Lou with you, and she started peeing. <laughs> oh, that, that was so was funny. <laughs> Sean's like, oh, I think I should take Lou out for a walk, and we're like, did you take her for a walk? No, and we just look. And he's holding her over the, the trash can. No, what happened was I was in the production office securing us a um, a room, which ended up being the Lakers locker room, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, to shoot our interview, and uh, they were all, you know, goo goo gaga and over Lou, and she just squatted down and started pissing. <laughs> so I immediately grabbed her really quick and ran, and she's pissing all over me. And like I held, I'm in in oh, catering now, can. in catering with food everywhere, and I'm holding her over a, ca- a trash can, and she's pissing everywhere. It was great. And then one guy's like, he's so tough, but he's so gentle at the same time. It was just- Hilarious! It was. I'm not that tough. Well, I mean, I'm really gentle. Bad, so. <laughs> well, at least she didn't pee in the Lakers locker room, though. Yeah, Imagine that. that. Oh, it would have been better because no one would have saw it. <laughs> <laughs> no one would have seen it. Sorry. It was a great day. Yeah. It was. It Definitely. was. And then, and um, Stephanie McMahon finally got to meet Lula. Aww. There's a picture of us. So, she had a really pretty dress on. Yeah. And a lot of girls had really pretty nails. We were talking to Natty about her nails yeah. and some uh, Kathy Kelly. We got to talk to Kathy Kelly. I hadn't seen her in a while. Where are they not supposed to have pretty nails? No, I just like just things oh. that I noticed. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Hey, who was putting over your nail game recently? Was it Rory? Oh, I think Rory so. Carp? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. My Rory Carp. <laughs> My back uh, is <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. But so yeah, yeah. It, was, it was amazing experience. Yeah. yeah. Bill, I promise. Like next time you're in, man. I, I mean, promise. 
that story in itself what how we just how it how we got there it was just very like sean sean esque like you just text me flying by the seam yeah. of your pants the, the yeah that's before. the thing it was all like last minute and even jimbo was like like what What's i was going to do this at 9 a.m and did and I'm like, hey, sorry, I, you know, it's just kind of last minute. And then I show up to pick him up. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, the message said yeah, I needed to be here by late. one to yeah. get you. Send a full oh, text really? After everything's figured out the night before, it's like, okay, this is what we're all doing. And, you know, Sean doesn't text back just in case people are waiting for his texts. I just, just that's. He just doesn't do I it. I know, it's so bad. And I, and I apologize, <laughs> and I appreciate Everyone's tolerance when it comes to so that. We're just it used all worked to it. out. Yeah, yep. so it's just like, oh, okay. This Everyone had a good yeah, night. Lou was happy. I don't return a lot of people's texts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. not- it's not even that. Like, sometimes I don't read them. They, there's so many on my phone that, like, just for anyone that's listening that's that's in the I Haven't Returned Your Text Club, <laughs> it's just sometimes they scroll down so far that I've, I don't even see them anymore. And if I don't reply right away, I'm I'm you know, scatterbrained. So, I'm sorry. Uh, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should just schedule like a moment where you sit down yeah. and respond all right. to all of your texts. Yeah. No. No, hey, you just got used to it. Yeah. So, you just um, got to work around it. Anyways, is there anything else? I think it's time to go to the interview. Yeah, man. Let's go. Uh, let's go to the Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> Nailed it. Benjamin. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Let's go to the Shelton Benjamin interview right now, and we'll be back after that. Hey, Xbox One Two Three Sixty fans! I just want to tell you two ways that you can support the show to help it grow. First, if you've ever wanted a shout out, a surprise message for various occasions from me, all you have to do is visit celebvm.com/seanwaltman to request a video today. Not only does it support the show, but a portion of the proceeds go to charity. Second, to visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman. That's the only place to grab shirts with the X-Pac 12360 logo, Wolfpack, or many other designs. If you pick up a shirt, make sure to tweet us using the hashtag X-Pac 12360. That's CelebVM.com slash Sean Waltman for a personal message from me, X-Pac. And ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman for X-Pac, Wolfpack, and X-Pac 12360 gear. Thanks for supporting the show. Now let's get back to it. Yeah, well, because I, I thought, I don't know why I thought this, but I thought you trained with Brad Rangans. And I think it's just because I'm the way right. I met you uh, and you're a University of Minnesota guy. Yeah, so... I went. I've been to Brad's place, but yeah. uh, you know, Brock trained with Brad a little bit mm-hmm. uh, before he came to OVW. But no, I went straight from Minnesota to uh, Louisville, where I was actually trained by Rip and right. Danny and, and Danny Davis, one right. of the nightmares, and uh, Cornette. So, how so, was that, <clears throat> Cornette? You know what? So I've been a wrestling fan all my life. Yeah. It was a bit, of, I, you know, I was I was a little starstruck when I first met Cornette because Midnight Express, Midnight and you Express, grew up in South Carolina, exactly, and that's that's all I watched. Yeah. So uh, when I first met him, in my head, I was like, oh wow, I'm really in the deep end of the pool here as far as yeah. wrestling business go. That's that's Jim Cornette. He's one of the greatest ever, you know. But at, at the same time, I, w- I I was so new to the business, I was still in fan mode. So I was right. like. That's Jim Cornette. That's one of the most no good managers in the business. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but uh, it for me it it was fun. Like my experience at OVW was like 
it couldn't have been any better. Like Danny was a great trainer. Rip was a great trainer. Cornette, you know, he was a great as far as teaching us television and things like yeah. that. Like for me, it was like all an all positive experience. Any negative, like you know, I hear some people have negative experience with Jimmy. Like uh, uh, any anything like that. Any, no, did he ever go off on you, yell at you, um, things like that? Because he's very passionate. I, yeah, I think maybe one time he like he kind of he kind of grilled me a little bit because they were trying to promote something on TV. Yeah, or but I kind of wandered out of the screenshot. Wow, and. You know, he, he he grilled me. He didn't yell at me. It, it wasn't anything that, you know, even that I would, as soon as it was done, it was done. Right on. But a lot of people have had a lot of, you know, I've, I I know the stories of people having issues with Cornette. Yeah. I'm just not one of them. Like, I've always had a good relationship with everyone down there. Like, uh, I like I like to call myself low maintenance to no maintenance. Like, I... I just never had a problem with people. Yeah, the thing is, is I've never heard one story about you, man. Drama, uh, backstage, like, you know, like, you know, anything. No. Like, no, like, nothing, man. That's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I need to cause some trouble. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, you need to start stirring up a little uh, shiz. Um, I guess, it, for me, it's, we all come from different walks of life. Yeah. For me, uh, I was a poor kid from South Carolina who, for me, got a chance of a lifetime to be in the WWE. Yeah. I wasn't going to let anything get in the way of that. No bullshit. I mean, I guess there's only one time while in, while in training that I went off on anybody, and it was Randy. Oh, uh, okay. You know, he made, yeah. he made a snide remark, and there was a one time I took exception to it, but it was... You know, I went to go at him. You know, the guys kept us apart. Yeah. Nothing happened of it, and you know, it blew over. But for the most part, I, I just I stayed out of trouble. I right. was I was not going to risk what I saw was a golden opportunity um, over nonsense. But at the same time, I've always been a, on team sports. You know, I just I get along with everybody. I. I choose to focus on the positive rather than the negative of anybody I'm, I'm yeah. with. I I was you know I was just thinking about uh, I was talking talking about Red Rangan and uh, and that and mm -hmm. the first time we we talked about this a little bit ago the first time I met you guys uh, was at the Target Center in Minneapolis it was SummerSlam, SummerSlam. 1999 yep. Jesse Ventura was the special ref that night and, right and I. I think it was Jerry Briscoe introduced me to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. That was our first, that was the first show, WWE show, either of us had been to. So, you know, it was, it was for me, I would, like I said, I'm a, I was a big time fan. So I was yeah. like, you know, seeing everyone and I'm like, man, they're bigger than they, than they look. I didn't realize it was big. And then, you know, meeting Big Show for the first time is quite the experience. Yeah, because man. You know, when I look back now, I think, how could I have been so awkward? But, like, when he went to shake my hand, the first thing I did was, like, turn his hand over, like, wow, this is a huge hand, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and Paul's, like, I consider Paul, like, one of my big brothers to just, you know, now we we became really good friends. But I just thinking back to that time, you know, I was a fan. I was yeah. a fan who had an all-access pass to everybody. So it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, the other thing that we I was – 
mentioning to you is uh, Jerry Briscoe actually told me that you were the better of the two, uh, you and Brock. <laughs> Jerry likes to stir stuff up. Uh-huh. <laughs> he stirred that thing up with Brock and Kurt on the airplane, too. Oh, yeah. On the yeah, plane yeah, drive from hell. Yeah, that, that, is, that doesn't sound anything like Jerry Briscoe. That, right. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, like, real quick, Brock, like, Brock came to Jerry and was like, hey, Kurt's doing this and that to me. What should I do about it? He was like, don't take, you, you don't take that shit. <laughs> stirred it up. <laughs> like, seeing you know, they're taking each other. He's taking them down. All right. Anyways, but yeah. What's funny is most people don't realize that, one, I was a collegiate heavyweight wrestler. Same weight class as Brock. Yeah. What else they don't realize is that when Brock came to Minnesota, he was replacing me on the team, but I was still there as a coach. So How would you feel about that? It was, to me... It was what I did. Like no I, jealousy or, or any kind of no 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 because like I was done. Like my okay. my wrestling eligibility was done. I'd done my four years. Okay. So he was, you know, just replacing me on the team. So it, it wasn't there wasn't a bit of jealousy. It was like I was actually happy. Like wow, look what we got now. Yeah. And uh, you know, I had to wrestle him every day. But again, that wasn't a problem. I had been wrestling heavyweights since I was in the tenth grade. Uh, of course, I never wrestled anyone with the explosiveness of, the explosiveness of Brock. Yeah. That, that, to me, was his biggest gift. He wasn't a technical marvel. He didn't have to be. He was explosive. He was strong. But he was also, like, a hard, extremely hard worker and was always willing to learn. And, you know, there was no quitting the guy, as we all know. Right. So uh, for three hours a day, every day for over a year and a half, me and Brock would be going at it. And like I said earlier, sometimes Brock would beat me, sometimes I would beat him, and sometimes we would stalemate for three hours. But not all things being equal, though. You're 40, 50 pounds lighter than he is. <laughs> well, I was, I was okay. Like, right. I, 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 I didn't do too bad. I took third NCAAs, you know, my senior year as a, heavy, as a heavyweight. So, Damn. Did you ever think about trying to drop weight and, and uh, go, you know? No. No. Um... When I first started wrestling, I had to be coaxed into it. Yeah. And I think in high school at the time, the next lowest weight was 189. Yeah, that's a lot of weight to and, drop, man. But at the time I was in high school, I weighed 204. Okay. And they're like, well, 189, you got to drop, you know, 15 pounds or so. I'm like, what? You mean I can't eat? No, you can't eat. Uh, I'm and, out. And I'm guessing you were really lean already. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, that's just crazy and totally unhealthy. Yeah. My coach, his name was Riley Jackson at the time. We had just done a tournament, and uh, I wrestled heavyweight at the tournament, but he still wanted me to go to 89. So yeah. him and my the assistant coach, Dave Wilson, was sit, sitting next to him, and he was sitting there looking at me, and he was like, I'm like, what are you looking at, coach? He was like, I'm trying to figure out where I can trim 10 to 15 pounds off of him. <laughs> and, uh, and the assistant coach was like, I think you just leave him where he at. He just did his first tournament as a heavyweight and came in second. So like, so he's kind of like, yeah, maybe you're right. So they left me at heavyweight, and that was my first year wrestling. And I think I lost nine matches my first year wrestling, and that was in the tenth grade. Yeah. Uh, junior senior year, I won state. So when I left high school, my record was seventy three and ten. So I, <laughs> so it was like. Nice. Uh, they're like, yeah, I think we made the right decision. So you were never thinking about going to the Olympics ever? 
I was. Were you? Okay. Um, I had actually gone to the Olympic Training Center and trained with some of the guys there. Um, they were trying to get me to do Greco. I was wondering, I was going to say, I was, are you a freestyle Greco guy? Which one would you prefer? I'm a freestyle guy. Okay. But they were trying to get me into Greco. I really wasn't feeling it. But, you know, I figured I'd go and train and, you know, I got to work with Roland Gardner and, and uh, Matt Gaffari. Oh, wow, Matt yeah. Gaffari. Yeah, Matt Gaffari oh. was, he was funny because I guess Roland was like second, yeah. you know, behind Gaffari, so they would he wouldn't work with him, but he worked with me because I was a new kid, a smaller kid, that <laughs> he was like, I was no threat to him. Sure. But then, like, when he was down, he could just lay there, but I actually lifted him, which kind of made him go, okay, I'm not going to work with uh -huh. him <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I was training for it, but uh, my heart really wasn't in it, and I had always wanted to be in WWE. Matter of fact, Jerry Robinson, yeah. when I first got to Minnesota, he Your actually, coach in University of Minnesota, right. friends of Jerry Briscoe. Yeah, he actually asked me when I came in, he's like, well, what do you want to do when you're done with your with college? I'm like, well, I'd like to try pro wrestling. He's like, okay. Well, I know some people in there. We'll, you know, if you get through this, we'll uh, work on work on that. Yeah. And uh, I was like, okay, cool, but, you know. Wasn't didn't didn't really know the connection, you know. I I hadn't done my own homework in history, so I didn't know that Jaden who knew Briscoe. Yeah, I, I had no idea about this, you know, because I was just a again a kid from South Carolina, and everything was new to me. Uh, so when I got the call, I was a little like, oh, okay, <laughs> he, he was legit. Yeah. Did you start amateur wrestling because you wanted to be a pro wrestler? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I went into, so first of all, like I said, I had to be coaxed into it. Yeah. My, the wrestling coach was also a football, he was a linebacker coach. So he tried to get me to come out my first year and I never came. So my second year, my, my sophomore year of high school, I got moved up to the, you know, the, the, uh, the starting varsity. Yeah, the varsity, I'm sorry. The varsity squad. So now he had access to me. So around wrestling season, you know, we were he was like, Hey Shelton, after after football practice, because you know the seasons overlap. He's like, Hey Shelton, you need a ride home? I'm like, no, never no, no, come on, I'll get you a ride home. So we get in the car and he doesn't drive me home. He drives me straight to wrestling practice. I'm like, what the hell what's going on? We're gonna he's like, oh just practice with us. Like, what are we doing? Because all I saw was a mat in the middle of a gym. I was like, are we going to wrestling practice? I'm like, well, where's the ring? Where's the post? The ring, <laughs> yeah. Where's the post? And then, yeah. like, but yeah, I totally went in there thinking, I'm like, well, how, how are we going to learn how to drop kick yeah. with no rings, you know? Did you ever do rap pro wrestling matches in the wrestling room? Oh, <laughs> in the wrestling room? Yeah. At tournaments? Yeah. Like, my team was a bunch of misfits, so yeah. we would do pro wrestling stuff all the time, everywhere. Matter of fact, I was that kid running around with cardboard belts, you know, and <laughs> we dazzled them and, yeah. you know, have wars on the <laughs> on the playgrounds. I remember we used to, like, test out moves. Like, when we figured out the figure four really hurts. Like, yeah. you know, like, ah, oh, you know, people, oh, oh, it's fake. Like, no, let's try this. And it was one of those whole, you don't even realize where the pain is. It's just, this just hurts. This hurts, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was, I've been a wrestling fan 
pro wrestling all my life. All my life. So, uh, yeah, definitely had a few matches. I'm, I'm imagining that in my head right now. Even yeah. in college. You, you yeah. know how many college rooms I've destroyed <laughs> doing wrestling moves to my teammates? Coach get hot at you, think you're going to get hurt? Oh, nah. No. So I was, we were talking about LVW a little bit ago, and then I jump around a little bit because mm. I'm a little, you know, brain damaged. But, man, what a graduating class you were in, man, over there. Who was it? it oh, was, yeah. It was you? So it was me, Cena, Orton, Batista. <laughs> Think that's, about that's this. Just, and that's just the, the guys that are still here. Yeah. Um, some of the women, Victoria, Nydia, Jazz, uh, Big Show, and Mark Henry were down there for a while. Uh, Rob Conway, Eugene. And it was those, just those really, ones. it was good stuff. I, I remember seeing some of, the, some of the TVs and that, and it was really like, uh, wow, man, what a good, and, and it shows. It shows what how great the like everyone turned out being. You know, I felt I always felt like we had the greatest class. You know, not because of you know well obviously with Brock Cena and Randy, you look at their accomplishments and what they're still doing, it, it speaks volume. But I always felt like we were all over prepared when we finally came here because at the time no one had made it. So while we were training, there was, you know, I guess Bull Buchanan was the only person who had been on TV and, you know, actually came to OVW for a while. But aside from that, none of us had really made it. So all of us felt like we had to make each other better. Yeah. Because plus there were there were two other developmentals, one in Memphis. Well, there Memphis. was there was one in, in Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati. It was like Hartley, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so that. So there were those three, and of course we don't know how to, how the system worked. So we figured, okay, we all got to be good so that if they pluck someone out of here, yeah. they'll say, oh, he's really good. So we're going to look back to that well. So we want them to keep coming back to that well. So we all, like, everybody was, like, really good friends. Everyone, no, everybody showed up on time. Everyone stayed you know, came early, stayed late. No one was in a rush, and like everybody was supportive of each other exactly. instead of like trying to, you know, hold exactly. hold and somebody down. Yeah, not to not not to knock like NXT or anything like that because I really don't know how it works down there. But, yeah. but for a while, it seemed like guys were just coming in really quick and going right out, coming in really quick and going right. So it was almost felt like a lot of new talent were just, oh, it's my turn, so let's go. But they weren't helping each other. It's like, yeah. I'm just here, I'm going to get good, then I'm going to go. Like, we were like, no, we, before you go, you got to be good. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and with, with certain people, we just knew. You know, other guys, like, you know, for a while, I wasn't sure Randy was going to even, Randy, I thought would get fired because Randy, he was funny. Sure, yeah. Uh, Batista got hurt a few times. I'm like, man, he's really fragile. Uh, so we weren't, you know, I, w I wasn't on board with them at first, yeah. you know, but obviously they made it and, you know, they've, you know, my opinion changed, especially with Randy, because I don't do a lot of drop kicks because Randy, Randy used to do the most beautiful drop kick 
and it was so good. I'm like, I'm not going to do them because I can't do it that good. And yeah. I'm supposed to be the athlete. I was just going to say, man, <laughs> if you're saying that, then Randy must have a sweet-ass drive kick. Oh, man, it was beautiful. Like, I mean, pinpoint perfect. And like I said, I stopped doing them because I couldn't do them as pretty as Randy. Yeah. Um, so we were there for a while. Cena actually came in maybe a year after after me. And he's one of those guys, like, you knew immediately. Not by his wrestling. Yeah. But as soon as he started talking, it was like, wow. Like, you know, we think of what a great talker he is today. Like, at this point, legendary status as far as his ability to talk and motivate and win over a crowd. He could do that from the day I met him. Yeah. And, and they saw that in him. Whether yeah. he understands that or not, oh. like, trust me, because I was here and I was dialed into everything. Mm -hmm. Trust me. They saw it and they, he was, cho like, they went, that's the guy right there. Yeah. And I don't care what anyone says. I was like, how in the hell did you get so good at that? Like, I remember asking him, this is an OVW. And he said, oh, I just sit at home and talk to myself in the mirror a lot. Yeah. Really? And, uh, like, I wish, you know, when you look back at your own career, that's one of the things I wish I had picked up on. Like, you know, success leaves crumbs. And he had left a little crumb there. But at the time, I didn't recognize it because I wish I, you know, if there's any shortcoming to myself, like, you know, I wish I was a better talker. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing. Yeah. That, yeah. Wrestling-wise, like, you know, I don't yep. care what anyone says. You, you can't tell me anything when it comes to a match. When it comes to talking, like, that's the one thing I wish at the time I had understood how important that was and developed it more. Man, when you're as good, uh, when, I mean, Shelton, I've said this before, man. I think you're, like, as good as any, like, there's not a better athlete in right. wrestling than Shelton Benjamin. That's a shoot, man. Uh, uh, and... There's a, there's a, it's amazing how many great athletes there are now, like the, mm -hmm. the, the level of athleticism. Oh, it's so like I, I, even now I say, no, I used to be the greatest in WWE. I look around now and it's like, whoa, like there are some, I mean, some of the guys are doing things like I'm completely dumbfounded by. Like when I look at the 205 Live guys and I look at the, you know, the incredible stuff that they do, like, yeah. I sometimes I go, how did you even think of that? You know, like, mm -hmm. yeah, they're amazing. Speaking of how did you think of that, like, how did you guys come up with some of those crazy uh, money in the bank spots, man? Because honestly, like, like WWE run-wise, like, that's your mm. thing, man. You're the king of the money in the bank so, match. that was completely accidental. I was more like, <laughs> when I, the, the, first, the first year... Uh, I was the, the new guy. Everyone else, pretty established, you know. Um, so when we finally started putting the match together, I didn't, I didn't know how anything would go, but uh, I was actually late to the meeting <laughs> because I was, do, I was doing the, the yeah. video game tournament. So when the tournament was over, I had to go and meet all the guys, and by the time I got there, they had all these ideas, and it was almost like back-to-back. Edge or Jericho would come to me and go, hey, Sheldon, if I hold a ladder like this, could you do this? And I would go, yeah. 
Like, you sure? I'm like, yeah. Can you show me? Nail it. No problem. Yeah. Oh, okay. So <laughs> Edge would come. Hey, Sheldon, if I did this, could you do this? And it was like, it was just them going back and forth. It was like they were thinking of the crazy ideas, and I was just going, yeah, yeah. Can you run up the ladder for you? Yeah. Yeah. Did they ever come up with an idea that you said, no, nah, I don't know if I can do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, uh, every, like, I mean, it was, it, was, it was pretty funny because at the time, I guess I didn't really realize or appreciate my own athleticism. So when they were asking me to do this stuff, in my head I'm going, this is the kind of stuff I did when I was a kid. My mom would whip me for it. You uh -huh. know what I mean? Like running up ladders and jumping over this and flipping over that. Like, you know, I, I've been grounded so many times for doing that kind of stuff as a kid. So when they're asking me to do it, I'm like, yeah. You know, part of me is like, yeah, why are you asking? Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, did it come? Did it feel like a lot of this came easy to you? From I mean, not that you, I mean, obviously you put in the work. I um, mean, there's no doubt about it, but like, you know, man, some people pick up on things, and it just, I, uh, you know, I mean, just a, people have the aptitude, and some people don't. I definitely feel like the physical stuff. You showed it to me one time, yeah. I got it. Dan, like, in one of their early classes in OVW, Danny, Danny basically said, okay, I uh, want to see you guys climb to the top rope as quick as you can. I just went, one bound, top rope, like, Okay, you're done. <laughs> you know? So from from phys from a physical aspect, yes, yeah. it was ex it was extremely easy, probably too easy, and even in some matches, I think where people expected me to be nervous, I wasn't because I'm like, well, this is what I trained for, you know. Really? Like, so you never got the big match butterflies before the like WrestleMania stuff. No. Wow, man! Like I just. Because in my head, I like I know I can do this. Yeah. Like this isn't something I question. Um, the match with Hunter, the you know that kind of really put me on the map yeah. as a singles performer. I was excited, you know, um, but I wasn't like nervous because in my head I'm like, I've always felt like just like I'm sure any young, talented guy who watches me would go, oh, I can hang with him. That was my attitude. I can hang with anyone you put me in front of. Yeah. So I wasn't nervous, and I, I think that might have rubbed people the wrong way in, in some cases because even the match with Sean, with the, you know, the Gold Rush match, yeah. which another one of my great matches, like, I wasn't nervous. I'm like, man, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for a time for you to put me in the ring with these guys and show what I could do, you know, show I can hang with – I always wanted to show I could hang with the best because I understood I wasn't a natural talker. Yeah. So I had to show my talent – <laughs> by showing my talent, you know. And when I had an opportunity with, you know, a, uh, quote, top guy, you know, I was going to rise to that occasion every time. Was there, did you notice a big difference between, like, when you worked with Sean Hunter or as opposed to, you know, like just some of the other guys on this, the card? This is, this, this is going to surprise you. What I noticed when I worked with Sean and Hunter and Taker and Jericho and Edge and Ray, yeah. all these top guys, the one thing I noticed it was always easier. Yeah. Every time. Easier. And, yeah, it's always easier whenever they care about uh, the people you're in there mm -hmm. with. Yeah. 
And but even from a from a technical aspect uh-huh. of things, like they, you know, from I guess they obviously had better psychology yeah. than me, and it, it was just everything was just so much. It was so much easier to even put a match together. Uh, just you know, and for the most part, I just kind of went yeah, or I, and I, I I tweak here and there like oh I don't feel comfortable doing this mm-hmm. you know maybe I could do that you know. But for the most part, you know, they were captain. They were captains of the ship, but it was so easy to to, to take that ride with them. Yeah. Like, I never, I, I, Hunter. Anytime I wrestled Hunter, I was like, oh, easy night. You know, yes, it's Hunter. And again, that goes back to where I said, I assume people assume that I should be way more nervous than I am. Like, yeah. like no, I'm not nervous. I'm like, <laughs> this is what excited, I want. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's okay. You don't. I mean, it's not against the rules to not be nervous, right? You know, uh, it's just most people are. The only time that I can remember being nervous, two times. The first time I wrestled Flair uh, at a okay. pay per view, because I, you know, I come out first, and this is for the first time ever. Ric Flair. This is the man who, in my opinion, has always been the man. That's Rick right. Flair, Rick Flair has always been my world champion. Yeah. So when I finally see him coming down the ring for the first time, like there's a moment where I'm just like, I'm, that, ki- that kid's standing I'm wrestling Nature Boy Ric Flair. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I've been there. I know so what's up. <laughs> when he's coming down, you know, you're watching the whole thing, and then you snap out of it and have the match. The second time that ever happened was years later. It was the first time I had a singles match with Taker. Oh, okay. And yeah. that's when I, that was a huge shot of adrenaline when, I go to the ring and I hear gong, and I was like, uh-huh. you know, because I would always go out into the arena. I would sneak into the arena for Taker's interests. You know, if I was on the show, I was going to be in the arena for Taker's interests and yeah. go back. But this time I'm in the ring waiting for Taker to come. And yeah, that. And the, the Taker that comes through the curtain, mm, that's a different Taker than we're sitting there talking oh, to yeah. in the dressing room, man. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Like, like I said, that little kid. When that gong hit, that little kid was in the ring watching. And it wasn't until Taker had came to the ring, s- stepped in, and just when he takes his hat off and the lights go up, that's when I kind of snapped out of it. Like, yeah. oh, okay, you got to wrestle now. Get him on. <laughs> little kid got out of the ring. Time to work. <laughs> he was great, man. He was the best. Yeah. He was, he's, one of the, he's one of the guys that you come into the business with a – you know, a certain level of respect for for individuals. Taker is the one individual, I think, uh, from a professional and personal as personal opinion, like my respect for him, there's no one higher. Yeah. Um, like you have this amount coming in, and then once you get to know him and meet him and see how he really is, it's right. double. It's, yes. Yeah. yeah. And... uh you know, I had the same experience, like, with, you know, with Hunter, um, with Hunter for different reasons. But part of it's because Hunter is a huge part, you know, of how I, how my yeah. name got out there, and you know, he it just is such a he, man. When when you when when I hear the the term ring general, that's the that's what pops into my head mm-hmm. is Triple H. Oh yeah, yeah. So there, uh, and you know, other. And there's a whole list of guys like, you know, I have, you know, anyone in our business I have respect for. Anyone who's found great success in yeah. our business I have success for. And, again, from 
a totally different angle, people who have been in our business for a long time who haven't had the same successes of a, as a taker or a yeah. hunter, like I have even more respect for those guys because it takes a lot to always be the giver. You know, my, yeah. my job, you know, there's a lot of guys whose my job is to build stars, not to be a star, it's to build stars. So, you know, you, you gain a, a, a respect for people that you, like I said, you already respect them, but yeah. you didn't, ex you, you get a, a new perspective, especially, you know, because I've been in that role where it's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm helping guys, you know. Um, so when you're in there, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I love the business. To me, I would say it's real easy to love the business when the business is got the rockets. Yeah, man. It's, yes. it's, it's even it's even a, it's it's an even bigger love for the business when you're you're getting the crumbs, but you're still saying no. I'm going to stay in it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. that's a like not to do this whole uh, hey back in my day thing, but mm -hmm. when I started for this company, it got so bad, man. That if I don't think they give draws anymore here, right. but we would get a three hundred dollar draw. No, 200. Mm. And, um, and if we didn't get our draw sometime, Sheltie, man, we, did, we wouldn't get any money on, on our paycheck. Wow. Yeah. Like on a yeah. Florida run or, or certain Canadian yeah. runs. That's, man, that's it was buttermilk, man. <laughs> yeah. That's love for Baloney blowouts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're on TV. Yeah, yeah. but I'm poor. <laughs> I ain't no money. <laughs> I'm driving uh, a hoopty. <laughs> yeah, did, you, did you win tonight? No. Yeah. Hey, so you left you left working here like uh, for a while, man, and, and I saw you. Uh, I think I saw you pop up in Noah. Yeah. So when I left WWE, uh, I did a year of just floating freedom, just yeah. doing whatever I wanted, and then I started working with Ring of Honor. So I worked with them for two years. Oh, that's right. You and uh, you and ha yeah, yeah, Charlie. Yeah, world's greatest tag team yeah. reformed in in uh, Ring of Honor, and you know again that was a great experience. And the fun thing is, I when I came back, I didn't think I'd know many guys, but I'm like, wait a minute, I've I know you guys. I've shared locker rooms, you, yeah. you know. So yeah, I did. It wasn't as alien of a <laughs> locker room as I thought. So I worked with Ring of Honor for two years, and then uh, while working with them, I started going over to Japan. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up leaving Ring of Honor to make Japan my my hub. So I just got to bring something up with Ring of Honor, though, to the Teddy Hart thing, man. Come on, the match where Teddy comes out, like but I was, wasn't there when Teddy was there. No, you, Teddy you, wasn't it was for it me. wasn't at you and Char you and Charlie. Yes. Oh, oh, and Charlie no, that, was slapping the shit out of him. That was a uh, that wasn't Ring of Honor. That was a uh, that was that was like an indie promotion that Charlie and his brother started okay. And uh yeah, Teddy That was crazy, man. That was crazy the whole but his thing. I was working the whole time yeah. and apparently so was Teddy. Oh, because Kurt Angle was there too. Kurt was Kurt yes. wanted to kill him. Yeah, that's what it but, was. But uh yeah, because I was slapping him. Like he would shove me and I'd yeah, slap him. Slapped Excuse me? Slap him. <laughs> Shove me, slap him again. Then he jumps out of the ring, like comes outside, you know. And like the whole time, I was working. Yeah. 
Kurt, on the other hand, is he really? <laughs> like Kurt wanted to kill him, and uh, remember Chris Hero was yeah. part of that too. So that that was for me. That was all work. And while this is all happening, I'm like, are people? What's what's going on here? Like, <laughs> it was it, so crazy to watch that show. Oh, but it, it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> it, to me, it was funny because we went in the back and it was like, me and Teddy were cool, but everyone else was like, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. But you were talking about. Um, you were talking about going to Japan. Yeah, with, with I started Noah. going to Japan with, uh, uh, and I was, I started off tagging with MVP in Japan, and then you know, did a little singles. Uh, so I did that for two years, and then uh, Noah started loaning me out. I'm sorry, New Japan loaned me and the faction I had joined, Suzuki Gun. To oh, Noah. you were part of Suzuki yeah. Gun, yeah. So the whole crew went to Noah. And we were there for two years, and uh, that's when I got called back, back home. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, and then and then like so when they called you and you went into physical, you found out you had like some issues with I had your a shoulder. Torn, I had a torn rotator. Uh huh. Um, and did you even know? I thought I was just a little sore because when it when it happened, like I I knew something was wrong. You know, I went and saw a doctor, and you know, I got the dreaded cortisone shot that fooled me. And but uh -huh. for the next month and a half, like I was still working, and every day my arm just felt better. So I'm like, oh, maybe it wasn't that bad. But it wasn't until I actually did the physical. And, you know, they performed these little tests and like put your hands together and keep them apart, and I couldn't fight at all with this hand. Then it says, mm -hmm. you know hold your hands to your side and keep me from bringing them down. Like, it's like no fight whatsoever. And that was the first time I went, what the? You know, because I've been still in the weight room benching three, you yeah. know, 350, no problem. So the last thing I'm thinking is, oh, there's something torn. But uh, yeah, had you ever been injured since you started your, your wrestling career? Because I'd never heard of you ever being injured. Three months in, I hyper flexed my elbow. And that was, you know, my that was my first injury. Were you out for any length of time? Yeah, I was out for about four months. Wow. But uh, that, you know, in OVW, and it was even before me and Brock started yeah. tagging. So after that. Uh, it's just you've always been really no, reliable. No, yeah, I've. It, all of my injuries, my my major injuries, happened in OVW. I, okay. I separated my shoulder. No, I separated my shoulder three months in, and a year later, I I hyperflexed my elbow. Uh, but between those two injuries, <laughs> I learned to bump right. Yeah. And after that, no problems. Yeah. You know, sore just like everybody else, but nothing major. I was really uh, happy to finally see you show up on 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 the TV here, man. And then it was it was really cool to see that put you with Chad. Well, I wasn't expecting that. Me neither, man. No. That's a lot. I would have never came up with that. Uh, like, I, I. It's funny because obviously with uh, Chad and his former partner uh, Jason, yeah, would get comparisons to me and Charlie all the time. And as a matter of fact, it got to an annoying point as far as my Twitter feed. I'd be seeing people, you know, world's greatest tag team too and stuff, you know, sure. so I see all that. And the first time I actually met him, uh, 
was probably a month before I came back, and uh, <laughs> the first thing I said to him, like, are you guys as sick of us as we are as you? <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, so when, you know, when they paired it, me and uh, Chad, it was like, hmm, didn't, I really didn't see that coming, but let's see where this goes. Yeah. You know, so we've been, uh, we've been having fun making a few waves and, you know, uh, hopefully we can uh, wrestle those titles away from the Usos at some point. Uh, but Have you had matches with the Usos? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we've, we've had, oh, you guys we've must rock it with those guys, we've had huh? We've a few wars with the Usos and the New Day and, you know, it's, uh, I believe at this point the only team we haven't faced is the Bludgeon Brothers. We're in no rush to do that. <laughs> they're really good, though. They're really yeah, good, like, but they're really big, and they hit yeah. really hard. You know, I found that, you don't you know, like getting hit. You, you don't know, like getting hit in, hard. <laughs> in, in, in my advanced stage of my career, you know, yeah. I, I try to avoid as many heavy blows as I can. So I got to play the Wiley vet. Uh, <laughs> so, there's, it's a big difference around here since the first time you worked here and, and when you came back, huh? Yeah, I was a young guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was the baby in the locker room. Now I'm like... Uh, hey, Sheldon, how old are you? Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> don't even ask. We don't talk about that. Well, I mean, just a lot of things have changed since your first time here. Definitely. Definitely a lot of things have changed. Um, a lot of things have changed, and a lot of things have stayed the same. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you've ever, if, if you work here, you know exactly what uh, I'm talking about. But yeah. Um, but, yeah, but it's still... Like, I'm still here chasing that dream, you know? Like, I... Do you feel I, like you lived your dream? I've been living my dream. Yeah. You know, I've... You're still living it. Yes. Yeah. You know, I have yet to uh, basically have a, what most would call a normal nine to five in my adult life. That's a wonderful thing, And right? I'm in no hurry to do so. <laughs> hey, hey, do you have any other dreams that you haven't chased yet? Honestly, not really. Like, I've been, s small things. There are small things I, I like to do. I like to, you know, do voiceovers for a cartoon. I like to, you know, do a movie. Not maybe a starring role, just sure. Just have a, have a significant role, not just, because I, I was actually in a movie. Which one? Called, it starred Billy Crystal and Robin Williams. It was called Father's Day. Yeah. Yeah, if you watch the airport scene, you, as they're passing by, there's a blurry, really jacked up black guy just standing, leaning. That was uh, 18-year-old <laughs> me. Nice. And how long did it take to shoot that scene? All day. All day, day. right? Isn't <laughs> all, that crazy? All day. And I got $75, but I was a Man. poor college student. That $75 must have been a, felt like a 1000 Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're in a movie. Yeah. I'm in a movie. With Billy Crystal and Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was, you know, that was the cool part about it because, again, this is stuff, you know, from where I'm from, yeah. this is stuff we still, this is TV stuff. You don't see movie stars, legit movie stars, standing in front of you. You don't see cameras. You mm. don't see all this production. You just, you know, you just yeah. see other poor people. <laughs> hey, um, so we were talking about this earlier. I, you know, um, obviously, the the whole gun and, and the freaking uh, mm. love box, man. And we we I mean we already talked about this, but uh, 
Uh, any, can you share with us anything come of that since, you know, since um, last everyone's so heard? I, I, w- I will say Budget has reached out to me, the car company. They yeah. reached out to me. I spoke with a few of their reps, and they have offered me certain compensations. Um, I just, I'm, I'm not going to say what. But, sure. But, it, but you know, it's, it, it's, uh, I guess when I'm, cool. I guess what I was going to say, are you cool with, with, with that? I mean, are you satisfied with, with, uh, I, I am only, the, only because all things considered, all things considered, it could have gone way worse and all things considered, I'm fine. And, you know, a weapon is off the street. Obviously, the owner was not responsible, so the owner shouldn't have the gun. If yeah. He, you know, so. And we, and we were talking about this earlier. You'd think maybe somebody, like you said, trying to ditch it. Yeah. I would think someone would ditch it because I don't know anyone who would forget, oh, I put my loaded pistol yeah, but like, in the car. The thing is, is, I'm wondering, like, so unless they rented it in somebody else's name, it would be easy to figure out maybe who left the gun in the car, but I guess that's not for you mm, or... Yeah, I, I don't even... Con- yeah, right? I didn't even think about that, you know. It's just you were telling me you got pulled over like the, a couple of days before yeah, you found so, it. So I I rented it on a Sunday and I dropped it off Wednesday morning. Uh, but Monday night, while going to the, the town we were going to have a TV in, I got pulled over for speeding. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I have great cop etiquette. You know <laughs> yeah. I mean? Hands and on the wheel. <laughs> hands yep. on the wheel. Got all the information right here for you. Yeah. You know, so uh, he, I didn't look in the glove compartment. He asked me for my information, and I normally just keep it up right in the dashboard. So, you know, just hand it to him. And the cop was cool, you know. There was, you know, I know how the climate is, but no, nah, the cop was cool. Sure. He was like, you know, okay, so where are you going? The usual questions. And he's like, all right. I'll let you off with a warning. Just please slow it down. No, no. And that, that was the end of it. Imagine um, how it could have went, though, if you went if, yes. if you went into this one yes. instead the first, of here. When I pulled it out, the first thing I thought about was, what if I had thrown this information in the glove box? Because uh, that's, you know, that, that, that was the scary part to me because I was like, there's no way I can explain away how a loaded gun is in my, in my nope. glove compartment. No one would nope. believe that. It's like, like me telling, yeah, so... If I heard it, I'm like, come on, really? You you didn't know it, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, it's like me t- getting arrested for Chris. Did you hear about that? Mm-mm. Wait, I yes, got arrested, yes. and they, yes. they said I crystal meth. Yeah, but uh, but I really didn't. But I had like, I might I can understand why somebody's not believing this. Right. Just like I can understand why this police officer doesn't believe that's not my gun. And right, you know. And, uh, so I. Obviously, I vented that budget of me. Yeah, you know, it's so initially, crazy. but uh, like I said, it's not that. You know, all things considered, in the end, everyone's fine. But had again, he found it. I could have easily been arrested because I can't explain the gun. And there's a whole you know domino effect. You know, once you know. Obviously, WWE would not look kindly on that kind of right. thing, and and I have a my own personal reputation. Like I've never been arrested. I've never been in any kind of trouble with the law, and that's one of the things I kind of pride myself on. And you should, you man. know. And but in my head, it's like you're not supposed to get in trouble with the law. You know that. You know. So 
even though it's something I pride myself on, it's something I believe, you know, this is just how a lawful citizen lives. Yeah. And that would have been completely blown out of the water because, yeah. And, you know, if you want to go the extreme route, obviously we can. Could have been going stuff. to a funeral, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, be honest about this. Yeah. But, uh, but again, luckily we weren't. Yeah. And the gun's off the street and, you know. Happy ending. I get, yeah. you know, I got a little bonus from my budget, so. Hang on. I bet you, so uh, am, I, am I, is it safe to assume you're going to be ranting from budget, like, forever? Oh, they'll be getting my yeah. budget. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey, man, how long are you going to, how much, how long are you looking to uh, keep wrestling? We're going to wrap this up right now. Um, this honestly, is my uh, I don't want to overstay my welcome. Yeah. But I'm definitely going to stay around as long as the checks keep clearing. Yeah. Well, man, it's really, really cool to see you back here, man, because you're a credit to the industry, man. Well, thank you. And a super, super human being. Thank you. And thank you, man, for taking the time. Thank you, man. Thank you. I want to thank Shelton Benjamin for taking the time out of his evening last night to uh to do that interview with us it was uh i really enjoyed it um i didn't jimbo you had to tell me that it was really good oh so I went, so you know, good. it was just a conversation well it's crazy because we're standing there and yeah. we're like wow this is great should we wrap them up tk should we wrap them yeah and tk gives you a little note and then, oh that that's a great question should we wrap them now no? Okay, good. And then finally we're like, dude, we got to wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but you guys could have just kept going yeah. and going. Uh, wait, no, so it good. ended right then. That, right when it, that was the, pro the proper spot to end it. I, I, I exhausted every, like, <laughs> that was pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, too. You're like, we're going to wrap this up right now. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so we need to actually wrap <laughs> this up right now. So go ahead and tell everyone where I'm going to be, Jimbo. Okay, so tomorrow, March 1st, you will be at Second City in Hollywood, co-hosting the Flying Chuck Show with none other than a.k.a. Johnny Morrison, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Impact. It's going to be an improv show. Sean's going to tell some stories. Some impro improvisers are going to do some acting about it. It's going to be really good. Wait till you see what I do to those improvisers <laughs> <laughs> with my stories. <laughs> at Second City LA on Twitter. It's at 10 p.m. Tickets are available at the door. Uh, March 16th, you have a show for One Fall Wrestling in Cleveland, Tennessee. That's right. <clears throat> and then March 17th, you're doing a seminar for that same company for One Fall Wrestling. Info uh, at Facebook.com, yeah. one, the number one, Fall Wrestling. And also at WrestleCon, you'll be there all three days yeah. with that wrestling club. Also with that wrestling club is Kevin Nash, Al Snow, and Mean Gene Okerlund. Information for that is at thatwrestlingclub.com. And April 21st, you'll be at MCW's Tribute to the Legends convention. Probably just hanging out and signing. Signing, yes. I'm not wrestling. Awesome. Not wrestling there, just well, signing. Come take some pictures. Throw up some suckets. Yeah, bring, bring, bring the new six dolls if you want them signed. Oh, you know, yeah. things like that. I have one in my car that I want to do an unboxing with you with. We okay. Do <laughs> <laughs> we could, why didn't you bring it in? Okay. Could have done it on the show, Jimbo. All right. All Next right. week. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, um, everyone. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Jimbo in the booth. And follow Shelton Benjamin on Twitter at SheltyB803. Yeah. And you guys can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. And you can find me on all social media at Sundown Motel. And uh, please, uh, if you enjoy this podcast, you might enjoy it, uh, the With Spandex podcast. So check it out. It's also on Westwood One. <laughs>
Is that McMansplaining? It is McMansplaining. Nice. You can find it at McMansplaining or at with Spandex Podcast on Apple Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. Sweet. Uh, Are you going to have me back on? Anytime you want, man. All right. Just ask Wow, that was very aggressive. All right. <laughs> 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 on Twitter, the real Xbox, IG, Xbox 12360, Facebook, Xbox 12360 show. Uh, you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. Uh, I'm still training for the marathon. If you want to donate, you can go on a little byline at TK Trinidad. Uh, and birth season's coming up, too. Oh, snap. Yeah. Right. Water pumps in Africa. Yeah, I'm actually going to Europe. It's going to be fun. Europe? Mm-hmm. All right. For the whole party. season? No, the end of the season's going to end in Ibiza. Okay. Are you going to do any drinking? Of course. And a little weed, maybe? No. Ecstasy? Oh, my gosh. Not after that one thing that, uh, we had, that we had, that weed thing that had me tripping for like 24 hours. No. Uh, Wait, what? That, that weed sponsor that we had? No. Whatever. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, the, the edible. Yeah. yeah, it was not a good look. Uh, I yeah. knew that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for telling me, Sean. appreciate it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Anyways, a... Um, Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to X-Pac 12360 right here on the Jericho Network, only on Westwood One. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark Donikoff, Jimbo Frank, and TK Trinidad, and the entire X-Pac 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow XPOC on Twitter at TheRealXPOC and email us at XPOC12360show at gmail.com.